What's happening, TT? It's Wednesday. Just out the podcast. Your favorite podcast, your favorite podcast. New little dirt. New little baby. Little baby is the goat. I told y'all that. That nigga can't miss, bruh. He reminds me of us. He's on fucking fire. Hey, man, turn this up. If you vibing with me, turn this up. Hey, 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 hey. We got started like this. What's up, family? It's your boy Elgin. You tuned into the Jeff Young podcast, the hottest podcast that ever hit the airwaves. I'm super excited. I'm about to record the greatest episode I have ever recorded. I say that every time, and I mean it every single time for the 99th time. Man, quit playing with me. Quit playing with me. Man, stop playing with me. What? Man. I'm the first nigga to, to do all type of shit. All type of shit. Hey, man. Damn. Episode 99, we there. Damn. We've been waiting for this moment. Hey, man. This shit big. This shit big, man. Um, officially started recording the second pod. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Okay. I'll be excited. I'm one of them niggas. Nigga be like, uh, I'm one of them niggas like, moving solid. <laughs> I'm that nigga. <laughs> I'm not moving in solid. Nah. You know, you know me. You know, so I don't like to, I don't like to boast until we put it out there. Cause this shit we sitting on, you know, it, we done talked enough shit beforehand to let people know what's coming. Right. Now it just gotta come. It just gotta come. Okay. I'll give you that. But Again, top my top man. Episode ninety nine, super excited. Um, y'all, we got a special surprise for episode one hundred. Dang, dang, dang! The biggest guest to ever come on the pod. Dang, dang, dang! We'll see how that work out. Um, before we get into it, let me just thank. Round of applause! Round of applause! Each and every last person that tuned into last week's episode. Yeah, that was a good one. What was the name of it? That was a good one. How, how did we get here? Oh, yeah, yeah. How do we get here? How do we get here? How do we get here? So if you haven't watched that, it's actually, what's so crazy, if you haven't listened to that one, go back because this conversation is going to make a lot of sense to that one as well. Because we just talking about the, we chronologized how we got to Just Elders Media. And we talked about all the brands before that. And you came in at one of the brands too. So, yeah, yeah. So it's going to make sense. So uh, before I get started, checking in, checking in. Uh, Mark, how you feeling, baby? And I'm blessed, bro. Blessed to be alive. Mark's here. Keith's here. Yeah. Scream Man's here. Scream Man. Scream Man. Scream Man. <laughs> I'm in here with some really good guys. Uh, shout out. Y'all see the set coming up, man. Quit playing with me, dog. What? And what's what's so crazy? Niggas already be like, I be on Joe Budden next. You know what I'm saying? Niggas always be saying that. But this nigga dropped his new set. Literally, and then Elders rushed and got some lights. Soon as <laughs> soon as Joe Budden dropped this shit, nah, like, we gotta get lights. I'm gonna post my receipts, man. I've been ordered these shits. <laughs> Damn <laughs> you, Amazon, got me looking crazy and shit. But shout out to Joe, man. I see what they doing over there. Um, but let's talk about what we doing over here. First, part, I'm about to bring to the mic. She is first time. She has never been here, but she has been a friend for a while. This young lady is. Somebody that I feel is pushing the culture forward. Uh, we say at uh, Just Elders Media that we create content that pushes the culture forward. This young lady is creating a brand that um, is pushing us forward. 
Um, without further ado, please give a round of applause to my little sister, Ray, CEO, founder of Black Lanta. Thank you. How you doing, Ray? Good, feeling inspired, so I'm glad to be here with you. Happy to be here. Damn, Ray has good energy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> she has, yeah, she, she has really good energy. Like, definitely. how do we meet Ray? At the gathering spot. We met through my mentor, Justin Dawkins. He introduced me to you. Boom. Yes. That is how we met. That yeah. is how we met. So I remember this is when I'm in the process of uh, come come a little closer to the mic. Yeah. Okay. Right yeah. Okay. Right. Um, in the process of. This is not. This is almost like my tail end of Spendify. Like I'm, yeah, you know, I'm there. People know the brand, but I'm in the process of transitioning out because we got mustard going. Mm-hmm. And I remember this unless she, hey, she's like, "Yo, love what you're doing. I got something I'm doing. Black Atlanta. Come on, when Spendify started. It was exclusively to Atlanta. Right. Like a lot of people don't know that we started. That. We started only Atlanta, and then after we went viral, people start calling asking, "Can we come to their cities?" And that's how we ended up expanding to other cities. Okay. So uh, tell the people, what is Black Lana? What do you do? So Black Lana is an online directory for black-owned businesses right here in Atlanta. So we kind of like, not necessarily blew up, but blew up off of our merch. Like people see our merch and like Black Lana, like what is that? And so that sparks that conversation. And even when like other people wear it, it's like a networking tool for other people as well. So right. that's pretty so how long, when were y'all started? How long y'all been going? So we started in 2019, but the idea developed in 2018, late 2018. Right. So that's about um, two years right after. Gotcha. After yeah. uh, Spinify had started. So I lo- what I love about it, man, you hungry. Oh, yeah. You out here pushing. Like, when I say Black Lana is everywhere in the streets, like, <laughs> she is definitely pushing. Y'all see her energy. Y'all see her vibe. And I love when I could tell someone is really genuine about the cause. Hey, you know, you know the energy raving on. If I can't go on the if I can't go Bless me. <laughs> like, Shada is, I mean, like, when you meet somebody that's genuine about this cause, like, uh, because I was telling you before on air, man, this buying black thing just got sex, sexy. Yeah. On yeah. a mainstream platform. Last year, I feel. Yeah, like. it was not sexy in 2018. Mm-hmm. It definitely wasn't sexy in 2016. I know that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now I feel like black is the new, you know, it's the new trend. Mm-hmm. Black, you know, say put black on it. And unfortunately, it's because mainstream accepts it. Right. Like I heard somebody say black people, we become more nationalist. Mm-hmm. When we feel like the empire is against us. When I say the empire, I'm talking about America, right? Yeah. So um, when Obama was in office, we good because we believe in a dream. Mm-hmm. Obama was here. You know what I'm saying? He was somebody that looked like us, so we don't have to push back. When Trump was in office, it forced us to go into nationalist mode. We all we got. And that's when it started mm-hmm. going good. You know what right. I mean? Right, yep. And if you're not careful, if you're not here for pure reasons as it begins to transcend back because we have biden in office and biden is a quote-unquote friend to us like now people are like oh we good you know what i'm saying like i mean let's we can support black businesses but you know asians are really in trouble Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like and we start going into that whole narrative so today what i want to really talk about is a couple things i want to talk about we just had the hundred anniversary of Tulsa. Yes. Um, the race riots. And um, I, I got somebody I want to call, one of my mentors, because 
it's crazy. There were so many race riots yeah. other than Tulsa that we don't know anything about. Be it podcast. <laughs> They're trying to take us out, y'all. They, they <laughs> 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 hey, keep that shit going. Fuck that. Fuck that. I mean, we know how we do. Hey, um, but let me call. Let me call my mentor real fast. And... Hello, Doctor Walker. How you doing? Welcome to the Just Elders Podcast, sir. Oh, <laughs> good to hear from you. Nah, it's good to hear from you. Did we catch you at a good time? Oh yeah, I'm I'm available. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Nice. So I got you here with a couple of my friends. Uh, it is me, my friend Ray. She has a company called Black Atlanta, where she's supporting and promoting black-owned businesses here in the city of Atlanta. Uh, you have my friend Keith here, my friend Mark. <laughs> and we uh okay. You know, we we just here to uh, soak up some wisdom from you, man. Right now. There's a lot of promotion of what's happening that happened around Tulsa with Black Wall Street because the anniversary just passed. But there's a lot of people that don't know, one, about that history, and two, about all the other history that happened around race riots in America. So uh, if you could, man, could you just kind of give us a quick history lesson? What was Black Wall Street, the race riots, and how did everything play out? Oh, uh, well, I'd be happy to, you know, and and, and I want to start off by saying there's a significant effort here in Georgia uh, to duplicate a, a form of a black wall street. I don't know if you're familiar with the area in DeKalb County, uh, Stonecrest Mall. Have you yeah. heard of Stonecrest Mall? Yeah, the black there's a market. I'm sorry? Yeah, we seen the Black Business Market. They just launched that. They had an uh, opening, I think, last week. New Black Wall Street. Yeah. yeah, it's a young man by the name of Bill Allen, a young entrepreneur. He has a place over there, a beautiful place. I, and you should encourage your people to familiarize themselves with it because I think it's just a destination place. In fact, he owned the mansion over there where they – uh, film uh, this uh, movie, uh, this uh, religious movie that they had on TV, DEP. Uh, I've forgotten the name of it, but uh, Oprah Winfrey produced it. They proved it over, uh, they, they, they filmed it over there in Bill Island's uh, uh, facility around that beautiful lake and mansion that he has. Nice. And he just opened up a thing called the Black Wall Street where he bought a Target store and converted it into many shops. And uh, they had uh, an opening the other day, but they were only able to have shops outside uh, to kind of get permits to go inside. So please uh, avail your audience to that, that facility and that gentleman, Bill Allen Enterprise, and the new Black Wall Street over there. But, it, but it's a testimony of significant achievements on the Part of people like you had the the and the uh, greed and envy of the many white folks who could not stand to see black folks prosper, and they used the excuse of a black man uh, approaching a white woman in an elevator uh, to create an environment uh, where they could riot that whole area and burn down 
all of those stores and, 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 and businesses that black folks had and murder a number of them and injured uh, hundreds of them. So that's the kind of challenge uh, black folks have had uh, during these uh, moments of victory and achievement and when white folks feel like they are being replaced, uh, they take uh, serious actions against them. So that's why it's so very important, Elder, for us to keep bringing up these dates in our history so that we can take steps to try not to repeat them or have them repeated as we go down the line. But that, that's an important thing, uh, the Black Wall Street. But I really want to mention briefly uh, something about uh, the Emancipation Proclamation. I told you some time ago uh, that I'm a, from a place called Thomaston, Georgia, in Upson County. We know about I don't Thomaston. Know if... We know about Thomaston. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Yeah. So we've, we've been celebrating the Emancipation Proclamation a long time. In fact, uh, I have, while I was a state senator, uh, spoken at it a number of times. And I even had uh, uh, Michael, commissioner, uh, 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 CEO here in Thurman, Michael Thurman, to come down to Thomaston and speak on the 29th. Uh, this year, because of the COVID experience, they only had a flicker one, but they have been continuously celebrating the 29th of May as Emancipation Day for a long time. And uh, they plan on continuing it, but not at the level they used to, where we had parades and host of speakers and things of that nature. Uh, they are just using it as a date of commemoration and, and celebration and, and rededication, you know, they can commemorate uh, the fact that we have overcome slavery and a lot of uh, the centuries of slavery, you know, like they had reconstruction, Jim Crow laws and all that stuff. And then they rededicate themselves uh, to continuing to stop because the struggle is ongoing. That's one of the significant reasons why we need to look at Juneteenth and and all time and all of to overcome your phone. Your phone is breaking. Discrimination. We. Uh, your phone is. I don't know where you walk. Your phone broke up a little. Doctor Walker. Doctor Walker. Yeah. Can you? Can you hear me, Albert? Yeah, I can hear yeah. you. I don't know where you walk. Your phone oh, is breaking boy. up just a little bit, but we, you're clear now. I do have a question because, you know, right now, yeah. and Ray, you can you can speak to this as well. Right now, we, there's an energy for entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. Young people, black people are striving to build. And I feel like we're going back to that energy that we had post-slavery. Yep. We had to build our own. We had to. After we left slave, like we had to build our own, and I feel like that same energy is coming back now. Like I'm starting to see everyone wants to build their own businesses. Everyone wants to build their own enterprise. Like, can you speak to that energy of the we have to build our own? It's not a choice. We can't yeah. go work. We have to build. Can you speak to that? We have to. It's essential. It's absolutely essential even from the Garvey movement, even from the, 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 the movement of, of the Muslims, 
And this effort on the part of Bill Allen over there in creating the new Black Wall Street, we must build our own. But in addition to building them up, we must sustain them. And that's been our big, big mistake, I think. We are incorporated into the building up of what we have, the element of sustainability. And a lot of ingredients go into our ability to sustain our business. And number one is we can't forget it's the business. Mm-hmm. If the business come into place, you, you satisfy needs, and then you need to sustain with good service and, 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 and love for the work that you're doing and make uh, your customers feel uh, that you're providing a needed service for them. And, and unfortunately, a lot of businesses get started, uh, but the owners of those businesses uh, start trying to leave it to somebody else to, to make that business work instead of them being there providing the ingredients of, of care and customer appreciation uh, that you have to have to sustain it. So that's the thing I'm hoping Eldridge come along with this burst of energy we have to create our new business, uh, to some interest and commitment uh, to providing that element of sustainability like providing and, and great appreciation for customers uh, where we can sustain our businesses and our own communities. And if we can do that, we're going to be able to overcome some of these economic shortfalls we're experiencing right now. Mr. Uh, Dr. Walker, speak to, you live through Jim Crow. Can you speak to your experience with dealing with black businesses then? Like, what was the experience then versus what you see now? I was one of the founders of, of the Black Bank with Hold on, hold on, hold on, Dr. Walker, Dr. Walker, I don't know if you moved again, like, but it's kind of breaking up a little bit, and I don't want the listeners to listen. I've started. Uh, oh, I apologize. Yeah, I'm in, I told you, Eldred, I'm in this rural area, and the, the signs sometimes go in and out. I truly apologize no, for it. I move around sometimes. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear, and I'm sorry if I make you restart. I just don't want the people to miss this information. I do apologize. So, no, I, won't, I, I appreciate you doing it. Yeah, I, the point so, I'm making is we helped them start the bank, uh, which eventually was merged and became Citizen Trust. Now, that, 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 that bank was started, I know, with black resource money because I contributed a little bit, bottle of interest in it. But the service they provide, you go to they don't provide service. They, 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 for example, they act like they're doing you a favor instead of you doing them a favor, giving them business. And, and to me, that's a negative in their growth and development. Uh, to me, they should be giving more customer service training to their employees, providing not service equal to Wells Fargo, but service better than the customer service. That's the experience I've had with them. So I support Citizen Trust in spite of them, not because they are providing me good service and I have to do it. I still bank with them, but I do it grudgingly uh, because the other banks 
provide so much better service than they do. So hey, our I, black entrepreneur, can uh, say it out again? No, 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 no. I, I was agreeing with you. Unfortunately, um, when Killer Mike was doing the Bank Black movement, we saw a lot of that. When we saw people, pro, like lines were through the roof, and it wasn't a sense of excitement, energy. It just, it just. Again, I just feel like they dropped the ball on that. And there are people like us that were in spite of we're going to support because we understand the mission of it. But there's a lot of people that don't care about the mission. They just care about customer service. So they're going to take their money to Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Ray. Absolutely. So, Ray, you, you work with Black Business in Atlanta. Like, Name some businesses you see that are really thriving here in Atlanta, and why do you think they're thriving? Um. Slutty Vegan, one, customer service and just the the culture that they created around their brand is, like, moving them forward. Uh, Slim and Huskies, just the mission that they have, like, they give back to the community, not only just caring about the money that's pouring in, they pour back out into the community. Pinky is always doing community service, even Big Dave's cheesesteak. So you have him, he's always in the community helping young black men. So it's just about those entrepreneurs like that, you know, having these huge platforms for their business and, and pouring back into the community. And, that, and I think that's huge. It's, it's crazy. I call them what I call the cool businesses. There's some businesses that are just cool. Like, yeah. like they, they just, they, it, I don't know what it is. It's like a network of them. It's like right. when they release some stuff and they open it up, everybody's going to be there. Yeah. Everybody's going to be there. So <laughs> those businesses you named, uh, outside of food, give me some non-food businesses that you like here in Atlanta. That I like. <laughs> Hmm. It's, it's a few of them. It's a few of them. Skincare. <laughs> it's hard to come by. Yeah. It, it is hard to come by. Um, let's see. Over in the West End, uh, there's well, that's food too. Let me put that Let me get back to that. Let me get back to that. I got you. I got you. I remember when she was she was that with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, shout out to uh Afrocentric Network. Yes. You think about West <laughs> yes. End, like, and they are supporters of the Juneteenth Dashiki party. Yes. So okay. it's. When you look at those businesses, there's a level of relationship that they have within the community. Right. And I think that's the key to having a successful business in these days. What is their relationship with the community? Yes. When you go there, is this somebody you feel like you know? Is it like right. cheers? You know what I'm saying? Do, do everybody know my name? You know, everybody rocking with me. Uh, and I just, again, there's some businesses that are falling on the wayside because mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a sense of uh, entitlement. Right. Um, going back to you, Dr. Walker, um, mm -hmm. we, uh, just talked about the, uh, Tulsa, um, black, um, massacre. There were a lot more. I remember growing up watching a movie, uh, called Rosewood. <laughs> I remember Rosewood and it stood out to me because the main character, his name was man. That was my name. Oh. That's my nickname. My mm -hmm. family called me. And, uh, I didn't realize Rosewood was a real story. Like, I didn't realize it was a true story. Like, and it's like, bro, like, white women have been messing us up for a long time, man. So can you talk? No, look at what you talk about it. Can you can tell you, me about it? Yeah, can you talk to us yeah. about some of the other race riots throughout America? Yeah, you know, like the race riots, and you had them in North Carolina. We've had race riots uh, all throughout the South, especially the South, and may have had some in the North that I'm not familiar with too much, like in Chicago. But the fact of the matter is um, we have had a real strong enclave of black, uh, black prosperity. We've had strong 
negative repercussions on the side of white America, you know, and their response responding to uh, the sometimes stated and unstated uh, uh, replacement conspiracy. Uh, they begin to think in a lot of quarters that they are being replaced by uh, brown people and, 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 and African-Americans. And as a result, uh, they give strong retaliation. And this, to me, is one of the reasons why Donald Trump is so uh, adored by them and how they have that undying faith in him. Uh, he is the arbiter right now of spreading that uh, negative gospel that black and brown people are trying to replace white folks, and it engenders a high degree of anger. And that's that's why you, you had uh, these race riots throughout the South and in some northern cities. Sometimes it's stated and sometimes it's unstated, uh, but after you delve into it pretty deeply, you see that they are responding to this so-called replacement theory. Uh, white Americans are being uh, fearful right now that they are uh, solely being replaced, and, and they want to freeze things the way they are right now, keep it just like it is now, not let America be the place of opportunity for all people of different races and ethnic, uh, but a place of white enclave uh, for white nationalism and to keep things the way they need to do it. So that's one of the reasons I think Eldridge, we see so much uh, tension, anxiety uh, going on right now between the races. Do you feel like we can, you know, there's there's conversations that say we can't build without them in a the sense of building on a major scale. Mm. Um, a lot of people feel like we can't do it without white funding, white corporations, white access. Do you feel like it's possible to build something on a mass level without them now? It is, but, but the problem is much more complex than that. It's not that we, we need them to aid us. It's the problem of we as people must coexist. Right. And, and in order to coexist, we must have mutual respect. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's not an instance where one race is trying to take what the other race has and, and deny them, but rather it, it's a movement whereby we need to create and engender uh, programs and operations uh, that provide for mutual existence, mutual respect. And, and until we can achieve that kind of uh, operation and platform, uh, we're going to have this serious fear and doubt that exists right now. And you have Trump uh, feeding into people, white people's mind, that black folks trying to get something from them and, and not let them have something. And that's not true. All black folks are doing is fighting for mutual respect and trying to live up to ideals of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, uh, that all men are created equal and endowed with rights, among them a life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that's what we want. And, and that's hard to get uh, many of our white brothers to see. And, and, and the biggest problem, though, for Eldridge, is that our white brothers uh, don't want to deal with hard truth. A lot of people are going around wondering, why is it so hard for them 
to accept the fact that Trump lost the election. They keep talking about he won. I said, gee, all you have to do is remember your history. You know, look at the 400 years they may believe black folks love slavery. You know, they they, they, they have a, a their own history of perverting truth and ignoring truth and fact. Right. And we have to understand that, try to come up a strategy and a platform whereby we confront them with these difficult truths and we keep talking about them, not blaming them currently for what happened in the past, but trying to inform them that there are serious residues, negative residues of what happened in the past. Slavery was an evil. This nation was born half slave and half free. It wasn't born free. It was born half slave and half free. But thank God it had provisions of the Constitution, if you read and understand it, where we could, through experience and action, become a more perfect union and ensure freedom and equality and justice for everybody. So we just have to keep discussing hard truths and teach the truth about slavery, that this nation was built on the back of, of slaves, and, 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 and we owe slaves something for the descendants of slaves something for this. What I do not know, but we got to admit and recognize this dark part of our history and try to talk about it and see how we can uh, gain mutual respect through that process. I get that. Last thing before I let you go, Dr. Walker. First of all, thank you again just for taking the time, dropping the knowledge that you are dropping. Um, I think it's, like you said, I think it's important for white people to recognize the truth mm -hmm. of what they did, but I also think it's even more important for us to remember and know our truth as a people. Mm -hmm. um, Amen. Juneteenth is coming up, and, you know, uh, we do the Juneteenth Dashiki party every year. Super excited about it this year. Um, why is it so important for something as Juneteenth that we as a people not only embrace it, but lift it up in a major way? Why is that so important to our current struggle now? Boy, thank you for this opportunity. It is crucially important that we be aware of who we are, where we've come from, and where we need to go. And the only way you can do that is to recognize and educate yourself about these significant moments in our history. I call the Juneteenth and Emancipation a trifecta in that, number one, we start to recognize the fact that there was slavery and that we have overcome slavery and we celebrate it. And now it's time for us to recommit ourselves to that struggle that got us through slavery. So it's a time for celebration, uh, for recognition, celebration, and recommitment to the struggle that we continuously wage in America to try to help make this a more perfect union and to achieve legitimate freedom, equality, and justice for our people. So that's why this, this holiday is important and why we must continue to acknowledge it and commemorate it and rededicate ourselves to the task before us. Yes. That's what's up. That's what's up. Dr. Walker, again, thank you so much. We appreciate you. I'll make sure I send this link to you. I know you said you want to start getting in the podcast. I got you.
All right. Thank you. God bless. Be blessed. Bye-bye. Thank you, Dr. Walker. Thank you, my good people. God bless you. and Keep up the good work. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Damn. Man, first of all, my set is just fucking up. Like, <laughs> this shit popping off like that. Hey, we are we, work in hilarious. progress. Even the set was like, come on, bro. <laughs> you said what? Get <laughs> your granddaddy off. <laughs> nah, man, Dr. Walker's... Uh, I'm, yeah. he Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, that guy. He's always been like. But I think, I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't know. Being an old black man in America, like, I know how our generation is on petty shit. Yeah, we still mad at niggas for doing shit in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like it's niggas we don't fuck with right now in middle school. They did some dumb ass <laughs> shit. So to be a black man or a woman yeah. in America and you live through that shit, yeah, yeah, and to see white folk every day, Ooh. yeah, it's crazy. And that's why I say I don't think we be mad enough. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't think we can change. And it's like it's one of those situations. If until we get mad enough or until we get knowledgeable enough on the importance why, yeah. shit, what you doing? Like Black Lana should be the biggest thing that's happening. You know what I'm saying? And I know that because I was doing Spendify. Yeah. And I remember when. Niggas wasn't fucking with the shit. You know what I'm saying? I remember when that shit. But now <laughs> black businesses is cool because white people say mm-hmm. black businesses are cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Yeah. So, like, you should be lifted up in a major way. Like, we, we talk about it all the time, but I just think the sacrifice yeah. for whatever reason is not being there. Mm. Um, and you can tell me about your journey. Like, what has been your... What's been the be- most beautiful part of your journey, your journey of Black Atlanta, and what's the struggle? And then uh, I want to talk about what you got coming up. I guess the most, the beautiful part about it is just Black Atlanta. Like people can see that you Black in Atlanta. That's something that you can automatically identify with. So I think that, especially if you're Black in Atlanta, you want to know like what is this about? How can I get involved? And usually when we meet people and they see our shirts, everybody has a business now. So just making that connection and making that, you know, giving that opportunity for people to be on our platform to have the director as well as the merch is just like a like a double whammy for people. Like, it, you know, we giving people that exposure right. and, you know, being able to connect with people. I think that's like the biggest impact that, you know, has been one of the biggest accomplishments. Uh, as far as, what was the other? The, the other, struggle. The struggle. Hmm. Biggest struggles. And I want to know so why Diddy didn't buy your shit. That's what I'm trying to figure out, too. But we got a shirt to Diddy. He didn't wear it, but... Damn. Damn. Right. Fuck Diddy, man. I'm weak. But he he going to buy the Nihilist, <laughs> bro. That shit trash. But as far as struggles, um, I guess... Y'all look better than the Nihilist. Thank you. I'll let you know that. Oh, my God. Thanks. But shout out to her for the Nihilist. Nah, you know? fuck that. Oh, my God. Let's... <laughs> Yikes. Fuck, fuck that. I want, we got to put our best foot forward. We gotta put our best, and I got y'all. Just gotta go back. I got beef with Diddy anyway. <laughs> go to the JG crate. Yeah, dig through the crate. Yeah, dig through the crate. Take he, that. Take he that. approached to buy us a long time ago. Really? Yeah, that nigga played us. What? Yeah, you, he, you he, what? he ain't play y'all. He just wanna fuck with Keith. What? <laughs> <laughs> All I know is uh-huh. we talked to his people. Okay. They like, cause it was when it was when Diddy announced that he was about to do the black. Remember a while back. Yeah. He announced that he was going to do what he's doing now. Right. Him and Jay-Z. Yeah, him and Jay-Z about to start a uh, black. So we started a campaign. Everybody tagged Diddy. Mm-hmm. 
got tag you. Diddy. Yeah. So the whole city was fucking with us. They were yeah. tagging Diddy. They reached out. Really? Mm-hmm. Reached out to us. We talked to them. They, we had a formal meeting, you know, so we showed them what we yeah. were doing. They liked. They were like, yo, this looks good. It was asking us, you know, everything that we got going. Then he was like, well, Diddy's about to go to um, Dubai. Mm-hmm. When he get back from Dubai, he wants to meet with y'all, and we can talk about what next steps look like. Right. So, man, we all excited, excited uh, quote, unquote, moving in silence. You know, I ain't make no announcements. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, if it was up to me, Diddy bought my yeah. shit. Diddy <laughs> So uh, so he did go to Dubai because I was watching. I was stalking this nigga Instagram. This nigga was in Dubai. I'm like, oh shit, this shit right. about to go down. So we had a meeting scheduled, and five minutes before the meeting, the event calendar it just says event canceled. What? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> hey, look, this nigga didn't. It, no call, no show, no responding to emails. Them niggas just scraped. So I already said it, it's on site when I see Diddy. Oh my god, not on site. It's on site. So now, now I see old girl, and I know people. I think yeah. she's here in Atlanta. Oh, is she? I didn't know that. Well, I know people that know her. Like I know a lot of Atlanta people that know her. Yeah. We're tagging her. When I seen that now, I listen, well, that shit trash, bro. Oh, I won't say that. Yeah. Well, whatever. All I know is, all I know is, Diddy, he out here <laughs> talking a lot of shit. And I need to see something. Yeah, I got you. You know what I'm saying? I need to see. Like, uh, he got something. Like, you got the Our Black Party. Yeah. Now he got the Black Business thing. Like, I just need to see yeah. some real work from this nigga. Right. Like, in, in the streets, in the communities. Exactly. So, what you got coming up? You uh, you crowdfunding. Tell the people about yeah, that. Yeah. So, now we're basically crowdfunding to bring our online directory to life by opening the first black woman-owned convenience store selling 100% black-owned products. So, what we're looking to do is, basically, like I said, bring those online businesses to a physical space and you got a location already we're looking at college park we got a space in college park we're crowdfunding to raise fifty thousand for the build out getting products pay up rent and everything so we have the idea everything is there in place we just got to get the funding well when do y'all when did y'all start this what the the crowdfund we started the crowdfund uh may 24th look to the people man tell them why they need to get behind you because i'm gonna tell you some people that like uh we got the thing in Stonecrest. We got for already doing and it. We need, it. More. Uh, we need yeah. more. So talk to him. So we need more brick and mortar locations. Like you can't have Target just holding all of our stuff. You can have Walmart just coming out last year wanting to promote black business all the time. We can have that for ourselves. All we need is a brick and mortar location. Bring our online businesses into there. Bring our businesses that went out of business last year. Bring them back into a physical location. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help our community build together. And we just we gotta look. We gotta make this happen, man. When is it gonna be over? Like, uh, when when are you trying to get it done by? We're trying to get it done by June twenty third. Oh, that's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. So, but we already had an investor approach us, ready to fully fund, last week. So we just still trying to crowd, but I don't know if we're gonna go that route yet. We just why get why are you scared of that route? I'm scared of that route. It's 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 something about just. I mean, of course, like when you're approached by you know VCs and. And investors, you got to give up their percentage. And I'm not scared to give it up, but I just got to I gotta educate myself more on that. How much they trying to – well, no, you ain't got to put all that back. Well, how much they trying to put in? Well, I'm how, just saying, like, how much percentage they want. They want us to come back with them with that. So it's the ball is in our court right now. So 
Hey, shit. They trying to figure it all out. Hey, man, you got the energy, man. You got you, you. You, you got the legs to do it. You about to say something? You, you about to say something? No, no, I was going to ask her if she ever heard of uh, Shelly Bell with uh, Black Girl Ventures. I haven't heard of Black you Girl Ventures. You should reach out to them, uh, okay. Black Girl Ventures. Like, she um, kind of in a similar vein of what you're doing. Okay. Like nationwide, but they also are, they have a campaign where they want to increase more brick and mortar. Got you. Uh, so yeah, reach out to the black uh, black girl ventures. I will do that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Like I I know you need to uh you need to shoot your shot though. Yeah. I think even with even with this uh Diddy thing, like they got a partnership with official Black Wall Street. Okay. It was now now they bought the now list, but yeah. then there's some partnership with official Wall Street. Like right. I, right now you should be shooting your shot with everybody. Oh, yes. Yeah. Shout out Absolutely. real quick. Shout out real quick because another one um, that's similar to the one that Keith was talking about is uh, Arian Simone. Oh, yeah. Fearless so fun. Fearless fun. Yeah. Yep. So she does the same thing. She invests in pretty much all in black women, gotcha. period. Right? So that's okay. another place where you might want to check out for sure. Thank y'all so much. Hold on. I, uh, did you hear that Diddy clip? You seen what he released on the Instagram? What did he say? Let me see. Oh, God. Yeah, after you play this clip, I'm going I'm to ask y'all a real question. All right, go. Right, Turn me up. I'm tired of this shit. They burnt, they burnt kids. They did this. We can't even breathe. We got zero percent of the wealth. I want to tap into. Do any of y'all want to fight? The fuck. The this fuck. is the fight. All that other shit. Now nah, we can get all that other shit. We get some motherfucking money and get some independence. And start getting the resources so we can police our own communities. We can hire our own. Everything starts from money. We want to cure diabetes, you need money. You want to affect the wealth gap, you need money. You want to do education, you need anything. The fuck? You need money. That's it. Everybody leave. If you don't have no money, you're just going to sit here and be a broke nigga with no money talking about the same shit they were talking about 100 years ago. And I'm not doing that. got a point the fuck <laughs> what's your you question queen? well and so to that right yeah he got a point but you's a nigga with money exactly we in atlanta right a city full of niggas with money black Atlanta. we have a opportunity right here fifty thousand. that ain't shit in a bucket for a 10 million dollar nigga niggas who blow fifty thousand for a whole record label to go to Facts. the strip club Facts. over memorial day weekend Facts. and you know what i'm saying so like Sometimes when I hear some of that shit, I'm like, eh, yeah. are, are, are we, with, with 100 years of Tulsa, with known evidence that these people have took the wealth from black people, still can't get no reparations, mm-hmm. right? right? You're in a city full of rich niggas, still can't get no shit off the ground for, like, actual black people. You got Edgewood going down. Man, you know what I'm saying? Shit. Like, so, like, are, are we really... Are we really trying to do this black business shit? Like, are we are we really circulating the dollar? Like, cause I love going to a black business. I love going to right. a slutty vegan and getting my money. Right, go to a day. I had all the places you named. Yeah. I've ate there. Right, yeah. but then how do we really circulate the dollar? Is it coming back? Cause when they shoot commercials, are they hollering at a black media company? Or are they just getting whoever? Are they going to like a black newspaper? Or are they just going wherever? Like, I just be trying to figure out: Are we really trying to circulate this dollar thing? Are we just trying to get money? Because it's money out here. Right. You know what I'm saying? My boy put me on Dodgecoin. We getting this paper. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, right. we. But yeah, are we really getting money? We got exactly. Guapcoin. Last thing I'm gonna say: We got Guapcoin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's. I, I was just telling them about 
a white supremacist group in South Africa that yeah. got their own cryptocurrency that's wow. rivaling the fucking South African dollar. No, Why you said yeah. mirroring. That, Mir- that's what got me. Well, yeah. You well, said mirroring. Mir- mir- well, it's a dollar for dollar now, that's, and it's going to rival it because we get higher. That's but right. what about Guapcoin? We right here in Atlanta. Right, we can do that shit with Guapcoin. Right. Everybody just cash out with Guapcoin. Right. If you fuck with a black business, you fuck with a black person, it's Guapcoin all day. Why we can't do that right here in Atlanta? Right. Man. So where are we really trying to do this, or are we? Have they really bombed us out of existence? Like, have they really scared? And, and when, cause when I say this, I'm really talking to Negroes. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, Negro. like Negroes, like the American Negro, because outside of that, everybody else has a plan for economic. Uh, wellness and all of that like right. every other group has that except for the american negro and the way it's going i don't think we ever gonna get this shit because you have a nigga like that say all that yeah but where's the paper at yeah, the only right. person i see that do some shit and I always shout him out tyler perry like you might not like his movies but he be trying he'll go to a walmart and pay for everybody's shit he'll go to the hood and buy he'll, and he'll I, get the kids and just let them sleep on the studio sets and shit. Mm-hmm. like he does that type of shit with his space the, and, and the issue that. the issue is it's not just Money mm-hmm. is programming. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's plenty of people that donated Pro- money. Propaganda. Yeah, it's people it's plenty of people that's buying groceries and you know mm-hmm. but what programming are you really putting in place? Like say what you want to say about Uma Johnson. I think that nigga be doing some real clown shit, but we do need our own schools. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just don't need me gambling that money <laughs> right, for right, the school. Right, right. <laughs> I just lost twenty dollars. I'm doing bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, outside of that, we need niggas like, like Omar Johnson to like, yeah. be able to spread that word. Right. Out I think I think the issue is niggas are getting the bag and that's it. Right. Like, uh, what's the name? I'm gonna play a clip. What's the name was on the Joe Budden podcast, Cat Williams, and he said something that stood out to me. Like that was it was good. It was, was, good, it was good. Good. Hold on one second. That was a good interview too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but our but our society has has elected worshiping the bag and see the whole problem is you can't worship the bag and be on the front line of this and um i'm only able to consistently keep the bag because the bag is of the people and from the people and i i'm not being sponsored privately or otherwise by any entities and uh, am beholding to none so even if you wanted to go to who pays me Mm-hmm. You're looking at it. Mm-hmm. So that is the independence and the freedom that we all walk in with. But we are conditioned that the first thing that we have to do is have a yard sale. There's no way to do that coming in and end up whole at the end. It requires you to not um, really understand your worth first. If you did then you could stand on it um, come hell or high water. And that that's what's necessary in the climate. Like it's a shark tank. You have to understand that going in. And if you can have an example, then you'll be able to see that they'll say these type of things, whether they apply to you or not. So um, once you understand that part, um, it's really just about the body of work and um, posting numbers that they can't erase. He said, you know, two things he said that stood out. Number one, society has definitely glorified chasing the bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me, prime example of chasing the bag. One of the most hated niggas on the internet, 
was Kanye West. Mm-hmm. He's fucking with Trump. You know what I'm saying? The nigga's a free thinker. Everybody was like, man, fuck this nigga. Fuck this nigga. And then people, I hate, like Dr. King talks about this on this kingdom violence. He's like, we don't fight people. We fight systems. Mm-hmm. And they gave us Trump to hate. Yeah. So you think America is cool if he left. Yeah. But Trump is just a representation of all of this shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So saying that to say, saying that to say, like, we hated Kanye, and then they released that he's a billionaire. Man, that nigga smart as fuck. The whole narrative around that shit changed. It did. Around this nigga, like, oh, shit, that nigga genius. Mm-hmm. That nigga genius. Now, what, is he a genius? Is he not? I'm not saying, all I'm saying is people perception changed because they felt like he was rich. And that's the issue now. Like, niggas will not listen to you now unless you have money. That's that's, that's, that's a fact. fact. Like, if you ain't got money, niggas is not going to listen that's to the prerequisite for any type of learning, you know, uh, ability right there. Bro, we, sec- some money. second thing he said, you can't have, you can't chase the bag and be on the front line. You no. can't. Exactly. It has to be a why that is connected to. It has yep. to be something. So when you start talking about what, going back to Keith's point, no, it's a lot of niggas that's screaming black that's just getting money. Yeah. Because that's where the money coming from right now. Mm-hmm. Y'all niggas really ain't fucking with us. Yeah. No, no. You really ain't fucking with us. You just getting your bag up. Mm-hmm. But, like, and you know, it's it's just like it's niggas like Vernon Jones and uh, what's her name? What's a little uh, black girl that be loving them white folk? Um, oh, Candace. Yeah, Candace Owens. Yeah. Just like it's people like that go on that side. Hey, man, hold on, man. Don't be talking about Hey man, Candy. Vernon Jones, he got a plan, bro. So I just, said Candy. I don't like shouting. Just like niggas go over there. Just like Vernon got a plan, though. Just like folk go on that side, play that game for the bad. Yeah. It's niggas that come on, on our side, playing a game for the bad. We're gonna have a real conversation. Biden did exactly what Trump did. Mm-hmm. Just worse. Biden said you ain't gotta wear your mask. <laughs> if, if, if Trump would have said this shit, y'all niggas would have went crazy. But Biden said it's cool. Like, literally, that nigga Biden was in office two months after Trump. When Trump was in office, oh, this shit is crazy. This everything is crazy. Two months later, shit, we straight. Hey, not hold on. Not only are we straight, Trump in office, Trump like, look, you know, hey, y'all need to get people money. Y'all need to be taking care of these people. It's a pandemic. <laughs> Biden get in. Hey, yo, niggas, y'all get up y'all ass. Right. Cut this unemployment. Go back get to back to work. Go back this to work. shit straight. Mm-hmm. Y'all got a vaccine, right? Cause if y'all don't get the vaccine, I'm trying to tell you. I'm and, trying to tell you. And like, you know, he is, it's all a I don't, game. I don't and, like and, that shit. And folk don't realize it's a game. All this shit is a, and it, fuck up thing. It's a game with our lives. Right. Yeah. It, it's a quote I heard over the weekend, and they they were describing like what's going on in America, right? It's a dude named Eric Hoffer. He says every great cause begins as a movement, right? Mm-hmm. So we that's where we at. Becomes a business. Mm-hmm. We've seen that happen. And eventually degenerates into a racket. And I think that's exactly where we at with this shit. Like being black, it was a movement, yeah, right? Right. Then I seen it become a business. And you know I seen it because we know niggas who didn't even want to be called black mm-hmm. and now they doing shit for black people. Or when they do shit for black people, they gotta add the tag on the minority because you gotta get everybody right. looped in. I remember being with Spindify. I remember they told y'all. I remember they told y'all. Yeah, like, shit, I mean like, we got we literally got turned down funding. They were like, if you open it up for minorities. You're not just for black business. We could fund you. Man. And now it's a racket because, like you said, you can't you can't go on the other side and get money. Or you can double down on this side 
pander to everybody and get paper. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, so it, it it goes it goes back to you know our people. So somebody texted me today. It's crazy that they just randomly texted me. So they sent me a Claude Anderson book. They're like, "Hey, bro, have you read this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> five times. Like, it's the reason why I even started spinning. That's the yeah. Bible." Dude. Like, um, <laughs> and then he was like, "Man, what do we got to do?" I'm like, "Claude Anderson got the answers. He don't got the platform." He ain't got the platform. He got the answers. That nigga literally had laid out a blueprint of what success looks like for us as black people. But he don't got the platform where niggas going to listen. Yeah. He, he's not a Jay-Z. Right. Like. And, and here's why I don't know a lot about, you know, the brother that you're talking about. But what I would assume is that he might be successful and even have wealth. But if he's not showing that, flaunting that, putting it in your face, then once again, it goes back to they not respecting nothing unless the bag is in front of you. That's where we at as a gen. That's our biggest flaw. Like, and that's why we are so like, we are so, and I blame a lot of this on parenting of Generation X. You know what I'm saying? Generation X, and it's not even their fault. Baby boomers wanted their kids, Generation X, separated from the struggle. Mm-hmm. They didn't want their kids to experience what they experienced. So, yeah. that's us. so therefore, Generation X separated us even further. Mm-hmm. And we got away from what the real thing was. So now it's all about money. So now, mm-hmm. now baby, shit, sell pussy, <laughs> put on a dress. Dude, <laughs> like, nigga, as long as <laughs> you get in the bag, it don't matter. Yeah, that's all it is. Like, I was watching Snowfall, and I'm like, I'm like, bro, we really sitting here like we be glorifying this shit, man. Like we sitting here goddamn watching uh Saint and we we excited. This nigga don't kill the police. Please this keep your heads down, keep your mouth shut and let me get us out of this. Like I got us out of every motherfucking thing else. So, but he fucking the whole community up though. You know what I'm saying? But look, how you sleep? Like yeah, a baby. Like a baby. <laughs> like a baby. Like you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, and we start getting on this rant. We get on. I feel like we get on this rant at least every five episodes, mm-hmm. every ten episodes. The rant comes from like, we got to make a decision. Do we really want change, yeah. or do you know we want access? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Do I really want to change all the fucked up shit that's happening in the world, or do I just want access to the niggas that got it good right now? Because right. Mm-hmm. if I start getting my bag, am I as worried? about this shit well that but it's like i told, told you the other day like maybe we got to change some shit up too you know what i'm saying like we like they said we black people like a fat girl that just lost weight you know what i'm saying you don't realize it you just yeah. you know what I'm saying you don't realize how small you is right. your clothes fitting different like we got a lot more freedom right. like we have we have a system we have black chains we have smart right. we have smart people i have a book full of a hundred black Influential people currently. Yeah. I mean, environmentalists. You know what I'm saying? We have all types of shit right. to put it together. So maybe it just looks different. Maybe it looks like that community in uh, Georgia that the people that bought that land that's going to build oh, it yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Maybe it looks like us moving. You know what I'm saying? Like they did back in those days. It was yeah. like, like Tulsa was like, hey, the South is being racist. Yep. There's an opportunity over here. Hey, y'all, let's just pack this shit up and, and take, our, take our talents okay. to South. Here's our generation. We have better tools. With no blueprint, mm. we got a blueprint. We had Claude Anderson's book, bro. That, we're not Claude, using. I, that's what of, I, that's my point. Book, that's my. That's bro, my. Again, that's the my back point. Of that book, he got a fish Key. factory 
the, the King, blueprint that's in my the back point. of the book. It's power dynamics. But that's my point. We're not using that blueprint. Shout we, out to Dennis Kimbrough. Oh, he yeah. gave us a blueprint. We got, we have blueprints, but are we using them? Niggas want to get money. You know what I'm saying? We getting money. But ain't nobody going but like when you hearing all the cats, oh yeah, I right, do this stocks, do this real estate. We're yeah. hearing all of that. Right. These are the tools I'm talking about. We have access to better tools. Mm -hmm. But you're not hearing them saying people saying, We buying this land, this for the people. We you know, we're not we're not seeing we're not using the blueprint. So I think it's a both and situation. Right. We have to use what our answer the process of uh Sankofa. Reach back and fest it. Use the past to build a future. And that's one thing that we're not doing. We're just like, oh, shit, let's get this money. Niggas just think they get this money, they scrape. Well, what about the argument that says, like, you know, this successful person, he worked hard to get his money. And instead of buying the land and giving it to the people, it's like, let me teach you how to fish. It's just that whole process of, like, instead of giving you the fish, let me teach give you a fish for a day, you eat for a day, teach you the fish, you eat for the rest of your life. And so it's like, that's what I think some of these people are doing with the earn your leisures and like the stock mm -hmm. platforms and stuff like that. They teaching people how to do it. And what you do with that information, right. that's on you. And like most people just don't move. Like so most people just don't move. So, And if they get it, I don't think that they would move quicker. I agree you with you. I, mean? I agree with you. There are people that are educating. Earn your leisures is giving some real information out here. They are. Hands right. down, probably one of the best financial education platforms. Period. Definitely for black people, they top tier. In platform for shelves. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it petty ass nigga. <laughs> they shit ain't falling though. Yeah, that's a fact. Our shelves ain't falling either now. You know what I'm saying? The niggas ain't got lights. But no, but, uh, yeah, so, so I do think they got the greatest platform. But again, if we want to keep having the comparison conversation of Tulsa, the village, you have to bring it. There's a next level to that. You know what I'm saying? There's a next level of, all right, now we bought this. Now what? You know what I'm saying? Like, teach everybody how to teach it. Right. But if I'm teaching you how to build a house, you build your houses, I build my house, and now I got my house, you got your house. There's no connection on what we're doing as a village. Mm. What is that next level of that looks like? So I'm saying, I feel like this is a great first step. But when you talk about Black Wall Street, you didn't talk about a whole bunch of individuals that own their own businesses. Yeah. You talked about a community that worked together, right. a community that circulated everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm just talking about what is the next level? And we're not going to the next level because I don't feel like we're using the blueprints that were already put in front of us. No, I think it's simple mm -hmm. shit like um, when we had Maui and Cree on for that episode and Cree was saying uh, this generation don't sacrifice. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a sacrifice to say, yeah. hey, every black person in the city of Atlanta, they trying to fuck us over. They're not doing this right. We're packing up. We moving to Stonecrest, right? Thonia. This right. is our area now. This is our yeah. mall. This is our market. This is our area. Uh, if we don't work this Walmart, we run this Walmart. If we don't mm -hmm. work, if we don't tear down the Walmart and, and do like what the other communities do, right. tear down the Kroger, put up a farmers market mm -hmm. because yeah. that's what they. I live on Memorial Drive. They tore down the Kroger. It's a farmer's market popping, though, yeah. because that's what those communities believe in. Right. But yeah. it takes a sacrifice to go do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to have your kids go to a good school, and you got to wear the bummy clothes. Like, you, when you see other communities out, they're having a good time laughing and chilling with each other, but they ain't dressing the freshest. <laughs> 
they right. they're not dressing the flies, but they own their land, they own their houses, and their kids and are they, like that next generation. Right. I feel like, you know, and I it's 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 a struggle for me because I see it running with this nigga with Spinify, yeah. and I saw how they shitted on it, and yeah. I see five years later how there's there's still an opportunity, yeah. but it's because like you said it's mainstream. Right. So what happens when mainstream shuts it down again? Well, what happens when you know what I'm saying? All these black shows. Because we, we saw it growing up. We had hella black shows. Mm-hmm. Black cartoons, all that shit. Uh, UPN was popping, all that. And right. then it died. And then now it's back. But what happens when it dies again? You know what I'm saying? Or can we keep it afloat? Like, can we build a Tulsa, bro? Like, where where do we have that in 2021? So, and these Negroes was building it back in the 1920-something. And that's why also we got to talk about, you know, looking at this on a micro level, not a macro level. Like, I'm not ever talking about all black people. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about what can you do with your, with your community? Right. I was on the way up over here today, and I was like, man, I would love to own every house on this street. Brookline is just boom. If I could have every house on this street and I just put my people on here. Man, let's talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, like, build with your family. Like, what are you doing with your family? I got a, uh, I got a meeting coming up with my cousins, uh, me and Troy. We with me, Troy and Winnie organizing a meeting with all my cousins on the Washington side. Mm-hmm. Um, like what does our legacy look like? Our parents are getting older. Mm-hmm. We ain't really vibing like we normally used to vibe. Cause you know, when my grandma died, we didn't realize how much of a glue she was. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when grandma died, ain't nobody going down to grandma house no more like that. Exactly. Who paying the taxes on grandma house? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, shout out my aunt Cheryl. She handling all that, but like um always an auntie. Yeah, <laughs> but it's family. like but we ain't. We used to be seeing each other a lot more because I'm coming down. I gotta go see my grandma on Christmas. Right. I ain't, do I gotta see my uncle and auntie? I can, but I don't necessarily have to. You know what I mean? And life happens. So now we putting it, meeting together with our cousin just to figure out, bro, what are you doing? Like, yeah. like my little cousin Demetrius, bro. This dude is a fire ass photographer, and I remember when he first started doing photography, I gave him his first camera. Mm. But now he doing magazine covers like. Me and him across, we cross uh, in each other's sector. I mean, I got a media company. He's a dope photographer. <laughs> Why am I not goddamn doing business with him? You know what I mean? So it's so it's one of them things. We got to stop talking about what are black people doing yeah. and what are we doing in our inner circles. Facts. And I just had a conversation with my girlfriend yesterday. I was like, you Shout know. Shout out, girlfriend. <laughs> black people love to say when they I get put on, I'm going to buy my mama this car. I'm going to buy my mama this house. I'm going to do this, that, and the third. And I was thinking to myself, like, when I do get to that point, I know my mom has dreams of starting a group home. My dad wants to open up a shop for his antiques. Here I am, if I'm in that position, pour back into them, get equity in their company. And that's how you keep that generation and you keep that wealth flowing in the family. So, man, and legacy, that's. Legacy, 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 legacy. Bro, and that's what we got to do. Like, I, I think. You know, we got to just, like, that's why when we talk about are you a conscious consumer? Yeah. We talk about, am I consciously making a decision? Every time I spend this dollar, where is it going? Yeah. And then those businesses have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Every time I spend this dollar, did I hire black people? Right. Did I go to a black bank? Right. Did I, I know one thing, Spendify, we were trying to do, we wanted to get into the procurement game. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get multiple restaurants to buy all their napkins together. Mm-hmm. How can we decrease your cost of napkins? Let's right. do one order of napkins from one company. Or right. let's do one order of drinks or so. You know what I'm saying? Sound we, like that boy been reading Powernomics. <laughs> right. Word. 
That's so, what you're talking about with the toilet tissue. Right. So we we were trying to get into the procurement. Like it was a lot of stuff that back behind the scene that we were doing behind and with Spinify. We were trying to get into that game right. because you have to complete the circle. Yeah. This like it's a halfway circle. We promote give money to black businesses. But we don't talk about what happens when the black businesses get that money. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We don't, exactly. So we were trying to do the data, like how many of these black businesses we supporting bank with this black bank? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then we got to go to the bank. How many of these loans are you giving to black people? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what does it take for you to begin to help us? Um, I, we were recording an interview the other day, and it was just talking about entrepreneurs. Like, a lot of us are solopreneurs. So we need a bank that's going to understand you got to help us on our level. Exactly. I can't apply for city uh, city contracts. I can't apply. But how are you going to help me? If we're going to send this business to you, what can you create to help us even more? Exactly. So it's it's complete in the circle. And, that's and holding people accountable. Like when you read about how they built the Hartsford Jackson Airport. Okay, you have a bunch of solopreneur concrete men, but I'm going to get all hundreds of y'all together and get a whole contract to lay down the concrete. If you can lay down a, a driveway, you can lay down the airplane concrete. It's just bigger, right? right. So it's like where you know we got to just put those systems in place. I think we're getting there. We just gotta we, keep, we, we gotta get, keep fighting it because if not, I think we're gonna. I, I think this is like the last chance of it because they about to try to erase it. We we getting there, but we also gotta realize you don't have to have the answer. Everybody want to be the hero, right? Right. So what what pissed me off is. It ain't no way Diddy ain't heard about Dr. Claude Anderson. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? There's it, no way, especially it, when you sat down with Charlemagne. Yeah. Charlemagne has him on the Breakfast Club so it ain't, every other year. So you talking about you tired. Like, why are we not empowering those who don't have the platform or the money like that? But you want to be the leader, leader of this shit. You know what I'm saying? You want to, like. Why do we have five different mini black, black digital banks popping up? Like, why can't y'all just come yeah, together? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's true. So, you know. It's a dead horse at this point. Um, yeah, yeah. I I really, I love your energy, Ray. Thank you. And I love what you're doing. Um, but my challenge to you is to continue to innovate this process. We'll do. You know what I'm saying? Innovate this process, like, and really looking into what are black businesses needing. Right. And really knowing, I think the person who wins in the game you win or the person who has the most data. Mm, yeah. That's the person that wins. Can you tell us how many black-owned, women-led restaurants bank at Chase? You know what I'm saying? Can you tell, like, like once you know all of the back-end data like that, once you know the data, data is the information. Yes. Once you know all the information, you know, uh, have a stronger view of the solution. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So there might be a solution that we're just looking over because we haven't really looked into the data. Yep. But I, I, I definitely see your energy. I see your passion for it. Thank you. You can't stop, even when folk acting like they ain't acknowledging it, even if you're not getting all the press that you deserve. You just got to push forward and then ask, ask for it. Yeah. There's a lot of big brands that's giving money out. Shit, yeah. get that shit. That's true. Like, look, I've been shooting my shot with everybody. So uh, just coming up, on like tomorrow, you know, uh, Timbaland's ex-wife, she has a venture capitalist company called Rain Ventures. We have a meeting with her tomorrow just – you know, to pitch our idea to her. Hopefully something good will come out of it. So And that what she do with her divorce money? No, oh my God. They got businesses <laughs> and stuff together too. But um yeah, and that's what we're trying to do Stupid. with the with the convenience store. It's not only gonna be just the convenience store. First off, 
the location that we have in College Park, owned by a black woman, we're collaborating with another black woman on the space who does custom embroidery and stuff like that. So if you come into the store, you need that done. We got her. She's going to be in there. We'll also have a creator service desk where you can come if you need videography, photography, content creation, all that. So what I want to do is uh, collaborate with the Tomorrow app with Don Cannon and them, mm. have a representative there they have like freelance workers that's how we that's how we build that ecosystem and that's how we help these businesses grow and expand people just need simple things product shots video promotion things like that so that's what's going to be running full circle in our convenience store it's not just your typical store this is a place to elevate your black owned business all right with a round of applause for ray man a round of applause so to my, to my listeners man uh key can you can we put out the links in the show notes, like we definitely want y'all to support. We will support. Thank you. Um, the crowdfunding. So we we appreciate you for everything that you're doing, man. Thank Any you. last words you want to give to the people? Uh, I just want to say thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you for checking out the campaign in advance. You can follow us on Instagram at Blacklanta LLC. You can also find follow our convenience store startup page at the BCCS, the Black Creators Convenience Store. Oh, nice, nice. With that being said, man, we say it every week. We love y'all. We need y'all. But most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning to another episode of the Jess Eldridge Podcast, episode 99, Shorty. Dang, dang, and dang. unlike our set, we ain't going to fall off. Let's go. <laughs>